Rated the X-Men Animated Review Show. What? Who are you? Oh, good question. I am your host, Devin, and along with me is my co-host... Silly bitch! No, no, that's not who it is. It's, 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 it's no, Andre Bertuz. I'm 100% sure that's not from an actual episode. <laughs> is that from... Oh, we got some meme content in here. This isn't even the episode that's taken from. But I know, but is Juggernaut a, is it. That's true. It's definitely a stepping stone to get to that episode, which was what season two. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay, think amazing. So this is their introduction to the unstoppable Juggernaut. Yeah, Kane Marco, who is not named in this episode by his actual name. What is oh, this tag team? You could say we're a tag team. <laughs> you could, I would say so. I mean, we have to finish. We have to come up with a tag team name, finisher, you know, some kind of a theme. You know, oh, uh, what are we going to call our finisher? The Schnickety Schnick, the Berserker Rage. I thought the Berserker Bamf, Barrage, the Berserker Bamf Barrage. Would be nice, some kind of a teleporting maneuver. Oh, do you know how to do that in the in ring? Uh, yeah, only in a <laughs> ring, though. It only works in a ring. I can only transport to the demon dimension that allows me to teleport when I'm in a wrestling ring. It's part of my power. <laughs> It's my great, my greatest ability and my 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 curse as well. So, as we uh, posted about, um, if you're watching this on Disney Plus, they're gonna try to have you watch The Cure instead of which I almost did. Juggernaut, and thankfully, well, let's. Davin was awake when uh, I was uh, when I was trying to watch it because I was watching this and I'm like, they're rebuilding the. It's cool, but I didn't see what happened before. Like, and then so, I was, <laughs> and I and I remember I was talking with Juggernaut being the next episode, and I was like, okay, well, this isn't right. So, thankfully, uh, Dad was able to fill me in and make sure I, I came at it correct, as you need to. Yeah, that was the next topic. That's what I was kind of stumbling over last week when I mentioned that they uh, presented them out of order. Mm-hmm. I thought it was on television i think that's what i mentioned last week but i think it's actually on disney plus and maybe they did on tv as well but it could be i don't think they curated too deeply so so when i watch after this one do i go back to the cure next or is there another one before okay no it's so i i because i went to 10 it went from 7 to 10 so now i have 8 9 to watch what was 10 10 was this one the juggernaut oh wow they bumped it way back Okay. Yeah, I believe so, because there's two episodes, well, which I'm guessing The Cure had a sequel. Uh, I'm going to quickly check while you... No, The Cure, people. then it moves to Days of Future Past, I think. Okay, and there, this isn't a this is a, a shorter season, right? Like, it's not a full 24-episode season. No, it's like 13 episodes. Okay. Yeah. The Ungodly first two seasons, so. I think, are 13. We need more of this. Oh, ah, I didn't mean to start X-Men. I meant to go back and check. Episode. Oh, well, Andre's going to watch the show for a while. We'll just <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, we should just live stream me watching it and, and being and enjoying it. <laughs> what is this? What is that? Who is that guy? What's he doing? Uh, no, but this was a good episode. I enjoyed this episode thoroughly. How did you? We, we can get to the numbers later, but we'll uh, get to the numbers later. The but, numbers, uh, if you will, are previously on X Men. School. It can't be. Uh. <laughs> That's where it stops. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the episode ended. 
So, uh, yes, so this is the order it is on Disney+. Plus. It goes 7, Slave Island, which is our last episode. Then it is followed by The Cure, number 8. Then number Mm. 9 is uh, Come the Apocalypse. And then number 10, which is The Unstoppable Juggernaut. Oh, my. No, it it does go Cure and then Come the Apocalypse. Because those two do play right into each other. So it should be... Should be seven, ten, eight, nine, and then eleven, twelve, thirteen. I guess so. It was unstoppable <laughs> juggernaut, the cure, come uh, and uh, come apocalypse, and then, and then twelve days, days future past one and future two. past, yeah. and the final decision, which is the final episode of this, yeah, of the season. That would be the correct season one. Okay, now that we have the uh, the the insane conspiracy theorist map with the red string tying it all together on the wall, so I can figure out what order to watch this show. Yep, let's jump into this episode. This episode let's is do it. indeed titled "The Unstoppable Juggernaut." And as Devin mentioned, we do open with the scene of the school. I like how it does the previously in X Men, and then when it cuts to the show, it cuts back a few minutes, so we're getting all of that again. So it's like we got it at the end of the last episode, then we get it in the the previous episode, and then we get it replayed again at the start of this episode, which is funny. It, it, Juggernaut showed up looking for Charles. You better want right. Charles. <laughs> yeah, we don't get that. We, we're not there yet. No, don't get ahead of me. Come on. Now, <laughs> one thing that's most alarming to me is that at the end of the previous episode, they rescued uh, Gambit, uh, Storm, and Jubilee. Jubilee from Slave Island in Genosha. Mm-hmm. Now at the start, and then they all go back to the school. At the start of this episode, they arrive at the school that's been destroyed, but Gambit is not there. Where did Gambit go? Did he? Did they drop him off on the way somewhere? I have a theory, but we'll get oh, to that later. Was, in was my he ripped points. through time. Okay. <laughs> so after returning to the X Mansion from Genosha, the group notices that the mansion has been destroyed. When they land, they clear debris. Uh, you know, and there's a bit of snark between Cyclops and Wolverine. Cyclops is still upset that Wolverine runs off on his own all the time. Uh, they find some giant footprints, which indicate that uh, somebody very large was there and with the power to destroy this building. Um, and they also go check the bunker, which seems untouched in their war room. And they find a message from Professor X saying that he was off to um, Scott. He didn't say where he was going, did he? Uh, I don't think no, he said but where it's, he was going. He's, it's Muir Island. We know. Yes, he, yes, we know that. As if you accidentally watched the first few minutes of the next epi- of uh, the next episode, <laughs> as I did, <laughs> then didn't? you know that. Uh, however, yes. So we learn that he has gone off on a secret mission that he can't tell the X Men about. He's very vague and secretive about this. Um, and then so they know that he might be okay. Like, they're not sure if he left before the damage happened. And this is why this show, like, in a world where cell phones exist, uh, you know, they could easily, like, Jean Grey tries to contact him with her with her powers, and she can't. So she says he's either gone or unconscious. Or, I don't know what gone, she says he's either gone, which I assume means dead, and then says unconscious, or, and then looks off, like, to mean dead. So I don't know what the gone was. Just When she said Morph was gone, she meant dead. Yeah, exactly. And actually, the word kill... Does get mentioned in this in reference what? to actually killing someone? It does. I know. I know they did. Wolverine said wasted and wiped out. No, they do say uh, you killed him uh, about Juggernaut, oh. but he didn't because he right. was still alive. Because but the, because but, he was perfectly fine. So yes, but Jubilee it. does say you killed him, which is funny. Yeah, maybe it's only in relation to him actually being killed. Um, I was reading a bunch of stuff about the Spider-Man animated series that came out at the same time, and there's all this yeah. stuff in it about things that the the 
the studio put on the production that they couldn't do or say. Um, mm. One was like Spider-Man couldn't punch anybody and, the, and guns, they couldn't shoot, guns couldn't shoot bullets. Uh, there are all these things that were weird, like thing sensors or the, the, the studio put in, or not the studio, but Fox put in uh, to stop them from, from doing certain things for inexplicable reasons. And I'm well, sure that some of those reasons carry over to this cartoon as well. Definitely, and it does create some awkward fight scenes. And I remember Spidey just webbed everybody in that show. Pretty much, yeah. Webbed, there wasn't a lot he, or kicked. He could kick, kicked. apparently, but he couldn't punch anybody, which is very well, strange. Well, so far with this show, what I've been noticing is for the most part, unless maybe they're villains, none of the male X-Men will punch anyone. The female characters will. But like Oh, Rose that might be that might be the same the same uh, directive then from, from But you'll never see like... Wolverine, Cyclops, Gambit, or Beast likely punch anybody, I don't think. Uh, I'll have to check. So uh, I never thought to notice that. I haven't noticed it yet, but I haven't really been looking for that. But that's very like interesting. even the bad guys. Sabretooth isn't punching anybody. He clawed Wolverine that time, which was they pick up a lot of people and throw them. I noticed. Yeah, it's a lot and of that. Wolverine has a particular interesting attack move in this that he does twice. Um, that I'll bring up when we get to that point as well. So they find large footprints. Uh-huh. Wolverine smells the, the whoever this person is and storms off to go find him by himself. Cyclops is upset. Of course, that Wolverine is storming off on his own and sends Rogue and Storm and Jubilee off to tail him. A classic team of three. That's right. That's right. Uh, to go find Wolverine and, uh, you know, make sure he doesn't go to out, out, out to out of sorts on whoever this would be attacker is. So they go off from that. So while Jubilee is looking for Wolverine, she here in, in the city, um, which I guess is New York. Uh, it's kind of vague. Yeah. But. Yeah, because they're in they Rochester. They live in Salem right? Center. That's right. Yeah, I thought they were in Rochester. Um, maybe just because I used to watch it on Fox Rochester when I was a kid, and somehow that 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 stuck into my head. No, they're they're in, they're in Westchester. Is that is that legit? They're well, in that's Salem where they've always said they are in the comics and stuff. It's Westchester. Salem Center, Westchester. Westchester. Yeah. Where's Salem Center? Is that a place in Westchester? I don't know. I. I don't know. We can look it up. No, I need to know. (laughs) All right. So they hear a commotion. Uh, Jubilee wanders in and finds a bunch of angry uh, construction workers and and walks up to them with a particularly pithy remark. Do you have that one when you're loaded up? Well, there we have it. Westchester's the county. Salem Center is probably where they live in the county. Did you just look it up in a book or on your phone? Because it looked like you're looking at a book. Phone. I was like, you, okay, I was like, you just have like an encyclopedia of all the boroughs of of uh, New of uh, New York in your in your uh, as a book nearby. I'm like, you really take this seriously, Devin? It would have been more beast of me to say book. I realize it would be. Uh, that is true. I mean, and put your glasses, like get glasses, you put in the end of your nose, and then look like that is that is very beasty. <laughs> Beastly to use a Care Bears reference. There you go. <laughs> kind of got George LaForge thing going on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then we find a bunch of angry construction workers, and Jubilee yep. approaches them with a rather pithy remark. Do you have this queued up? Is this I do not have that one. What? Sorry. Just something along the lines of like, what, what's, what's up, hard hat heads or hard heads or yeah, I yeah, helmet heads or something <laughs> to that effect, which is interesting. Um, and they're all mad that that their boss is. Uh, they're all clamoring because their boss hired this new guy 
that they think is a mutant. Um, they call him a scab, though, too. So are they, they striking, or are they just calling him that because he's getting the work instead of them? <laughs> well, it's a weird, it's a very odd way they do business in this construction business, uh, this particular construction business, because th- th- these guys are angry that that the boss has brought in this other worker that they think is a mutant. The boss says the boss is basically we need this building torn down, crushed. Um, Tear it down, crush this building. So then, you know, this giant Russian guy just walks into the... But you see him transform into a, a larger metal man. Then he just walks in the building, totals it, and then walks out within seconds. And the boss is like, great job. Here's money. And just pulls a lot of money out of his hand in his pocket and gives it to him, which is not how business is usually conducted. Plus, just puts it in his shirt. Like, yeah, he just tucks it away in his shirt, go. and this is how things were done in Russia, apparently, because it doesn't phase him. And all the workers are like, "What?" <laughs> all the workers are mad because he smashed the building. They're like, "What? That should have been our job. That should have been our money." So, it's like, like comrades, we are all working together. <laughs> and once again, just leaning super hard into uh, hey, Lebowski, into uh, communism. Hey, Lebowski. That's funny. He has, this is the first time I think he's made a face appearance on this. Show. Look up here, hey, uh, hey buddy. Yeah, he's, hmm. he wants me to pet him. So um, yeah. here he is. Here's the buddy. So uh, yeah, so they're all mad that they don't get the wad of cash spread up amongst themselves. And then the boss is like, "No, you guys can clean it up. Like you're still gonna, have, you still have a job, but that's not enough." They're angry. So angry, in fact, one of the workers is just jumps into like a cement mixer truck and drives straight at him, like just straight up murder the guy because you don't know what his abilities are. You know he can smash this building, but maybe getting hit by a truck will kill him. Who's to say? <laughs> So yeah. he, he just armors up. The truck hits him. The dude jumps out before the truck hits him. Truck hits him, explodes. Which number one, the boss can't be happy about like hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment being destroyed because of his workers here. Then uh, <laughs> he's just like, oh, like comrades, we work together. Why are you angry? Did I not do a good job? Like you just, angry, you know, comrade. <laughs> I like how they lean super hard into this comrade thing, which you have to say if you're a Russian stereotype in a cartoon. Well, he and actually also, grew up on a commune. <laughs> I suppose. But, you know, if you're Russian in cartoons, especially in the 90s, yeah. oh, you have yeah. to say oh, comrade. Yeah. Uh, if you're sure. certain. And, any, and have, like, red stars or whatever on you. You know, you got to have all the, the, the Russian... <laughs> The Russian paraphernalia. If you don't have that, the communist stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's a great costume. Oh yes, good. So, um, yeah. So then, you know, he takes his money. He walks off. He just under- He says, "You crazy Americans." He says this a lot. He doesn't understand. Like <laughs> yeah. these are all these are all American customs. He doesn't understand. I guess you know, uh, wanting to kill a guy immediately, uh, getting mad, getting paid straight a, a giant stack of cash for destroying a building, like straight up. No taxes, nothing. Just here you go. Uh, all of this is very odd to him. Jubilee yes. wants to interfere at first because they she do thinks, it. <laughs> she thinks this might be the yeah. So they go up. To, uh, they go up to to. Uh, they think he's still the one that uh, had. Well, so when he leaves, Wolverine and Jubilee think he's the one that destroyed the mansion because of his obviously obvious physical prowess and the fact that just haphazardly and in an in a incredibly strange coincidence, they run into another super strong guy while searching for a different super strong guy on the same day. And, it's somewhat uh, coincidental. Yeah, so I can't recall exactly who attacks him first. I want to say it's... Got a hold of Wolverine. Kindly invite him to join us at the First National Bank. Police radio says it's being robbed by somebody big. I just jumped ahead, didn't I? You sure did. 
Because Wolverine oh, attacks whoops. Cyclops. Wolverine, oh. he does the same. Oh, I forgot they attacked him first. You're right. Yes, he does the same move. Wolverine jumps and sits on his back. So like he's he's it's almost like he's being piggybacked by Colossus. He jumps on his back. Yeah, Colossus picks him up, throws him. Jubilee tries to attack him. He says, he says, you crazy, uh, you know, American girls that don't understand you. He's like, you, you know, American he, girls, strange girls, <laughs> strange girls, strange, strange girls. girls. So he uh, picks her up and he puts her in a in a, um, a forklift and then takes a giant girder and wraps it around so she can't escape. Which once again is just ruining. Game like, calm time. down, little one. He's, like, he's still Colossus. He's super nice all the time. Yeah, Even I know. Attacking like... him, he's like, "Come now, let us be comrades." And then Wolverine <laughs> jumps on his back again, and you know, same thing happens. But when he picks Wolverine up, Wolverine smells him, and he says, "Like, yeah, you know, because I think upside down." Came... Yes, when Jubilee <laughs> came at him, she said, "Like, this is for t- trashing our school," or or Wolverine said something to that effect. So Klaus had heard that, and he said, "I didn't, I didn't cra- trash any school. This is you're mistaken." Wolverine smells him and says, "You're right." And then, you know, Cyclops tosses them away, takes off. That's way earlier. What is, what's going on here? I'm just referencing back when he smelled them in the first place. That's true. He smelled the giant footsteps. <laughs> smelled That's the giant feet. Wolverine's, uh, you know, senses are. This, like, it's a total building. There'd be dust. There'd be asbestos. This is the 90s. There'd be... I'm sure Juggernaut and Colossus smell very different. Yeah. I but bet Colossus uh, smells quite nice. Even to pick up a smell. You know, like that he smashed a whole building. Like his footprints are in the rubble of a building. So there was dust, asbestos, all that stuff. We'd think that oh, would geez. mess up his senses. Hopefully, no asbestos. It's the nineties. There's definitely asbestos. Yeah, there probably was. <laughs> Fortunately. So, oh, also, uh, they had an idea where Wolverine was initially when they were looking for him. They split up. So they, they go looking for Wolverine. They see his Jeep, which I think is funny that Wolverine has an identifiable Jeep that is his Jeep yeah. parked somewhere downtown. Um, so they it's run off claw marks going down the side, <laughs> just a you know, nondescript <laughs> yellow Jeep with yeah. no top. Uh, so they you know, then they split up. So then, you know, after they run into Colossus, I'm gonna push my cat away because he's biting me. Get out of here. Oh, so, dude. uh, yeah, he gets, he gets this excited. one at the right time now. If you got a hold of Wolverine, kindly invite him to join us at the first national bank. Police radio says it's being robbed by somebody big. Somebody big still yeah. robbing the bank, and it yes. can't be Colossus. And then we run into old Juggernaut, who is this massive... Yeah, it's the Juggernaut, bitch! <laughs> Unfortunately, not voiced by that delightful gentleman, but by somebody else. Don't you uh, know who I am? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch! <laughs> that guy? Also, also not voiced <laughs> by Vinnie Jones, either. Oh, wow. Uh, man, I hate that out movie. Here. I hate that movie <laughs> so much. X-Men 3 was so, so bad. And I don't want to spend the whole podcast shitting on it, but my God, it was bad. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. So, so. Oh, yeah, he's, 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 uh, yeah, he's, just taking he's piles of yellow out. money. That's as Americans have yellow money in stacks in their, uh, in their, oh, yeah. In their I guess it wasn't green, was it? No, just yeah. yellow. It's, it's like even Canadian uh, money doesn't have a yellow bill. We don't have a yellow bill. The closest we have was our $2 bill, which doesn't exist anymore. Ah, uh, the two-dollar bill. It was brown. <laughs> we had brown, we had blue, it we was. had purple. It had a nice robin on it. It was quite nice. And blue, yeah, I said blue. Uh, red, if it's a 50. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, yellowish is 100. 100s are yellowish. It makes me think of, as I drink my tea here, you mm-hmm. and uh, your juggernaut have something in common. 
What's up? Cool, refreshing smell of mint. <laughs> you both enjoy the cool, refreshing smell of mint. I do. Mint I like mint. Drink, right? I like mint products. And uh, the Juggernaut, like most villains on this show and good guys, are particularly punny. Um, more so than I would expect the Juggernaut to be. Juggernaut uh, laughs at his own jokes a little extra, which is hilarious. He does though. a lot. And he makes <laughs> a lot of kind of goofy little punny jokes, uh, which I think is interesting. So Juggernaut busts out the back of the building. He's got all this money. Uh, the cops try to stop him. Is that later? Or is this now? When they all try to oh, shoot when him. They, when they show up with the tanks. Yeah. yeah as I think cops. That's- this now? Well, no, because he's walking down the street first, and Wolverine and Jubilee try to sneak up on him. Right. This is another bank later. That's correct. That's another bank later. So this time he go he busts out the back of this bank. Uh they're like Jubilee and Wolverine are, are going around to get him. Uh Jug- Wolverine stops Jubilee and says, like, you will be we'll be quiet about this and slices the bags quietly behind Juggernauts. He's so big he doesn't even notice the bags are getting lighter. <laughs> no. Um that's how strong he is. So Jubilee goes, collects some of the money, runs back in, throws it back at the bank. And the bank people look really happy like it's their money. You know, like if you work at a bank, right, it's not your money. Sorry, I can't explain. You gotta run. Yeah, they look like they're going to scoop it up and pocket it all. They're yeah, it really does look You're not like, going to tell, right? Like, it's, it, it's like the plot <laughs> to this movie called, uh, what was the movie? Silent Partner. Uh, it's Ellie Gould from like the 80s or 70s. It's got uh, Christopher Plummer in it. And he's like a guy that works at a bank. And he notices yeah. this dude in a Santa Claus outfit that's hanging around and figures out this guy is going to rob the bank. So knowing that he's about to be robbed, he takes a bunch of the money from his till and puts it aside in a separate bag. Then when he gets robbed, he gives the guy the money in his till, which is significantly yes. less than he should yes. have. Then yeah. later, the guy that robs the bank sees a news report about how much money was stolen, realizes it's way more than what he took, and then figures out what happened and then goes after the guy. And it goes back from there. But it very seemed like it was a similar situation here. Like they'd be like, "Oh, these crazy mutants just robbed the bank. I don't have the money." But they're like on the busy streets of New York, right? So it's like the rest is in the alley. Sorry, I can't explain. Gotta run. It's like no, the rest is not in the alley. Jubilee, it's is no longer in the alley. It's it's been there. Belongs to the thirty seconds New York. Yeah, it's gone. That is long gone. So then, uh, then they they decide to attack the Juggernaut directly. Um, As you do with Rogan Storm coming in, so he's in the back alley. Wolverine says, "Your bags look empty." You know they get into a fight. Uh, My hand is quicker than his eye. <laughs> Juggernaut says some quotes about like, "Ah, uh, you know, how's Charles doing?" Or how I stopped by his school to acknowledge that he was indeed the one that destroyed the school, and let us know that he has a relationship with Charles, which we don't know about. However, you better one, Charles. <laughs> However, <laughs> the other X Men seem to know. Who he is? Um, yeah, Charles will beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> what is the part where Banshee shows up in that and he says, "Like you can't hurt me as much as making colors," and he flies away. <laughs> he's black, he has too. black, green, and yellow in his costume. You can't hurt me as making colors. <laughs> that is a pretty good one. So then, what else uh, has he got? Oh, he's also got the. Uh, Silly bitch, your weapons cannot harm me. Don't you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> Explicit see, language in this episode. My f- my favorite one is, don't you see how tight my suit is? <laughs> the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, all right, so then uh, you know they get into this fight. Um, sorry, I'm I'm. We're fighting in the alley here. He grabs yeah, a little so Wolverine. Yeah, but I can't remember what happened to Juggernaut right after this. How he got away. 
He beat up Wolverine. Yeah, because he just threw him aside. Throw them away. But then didn't Jubilee? Or is that later? I think it's later. So yeah, Juggernaut storms off. He's looking for Charles. He wants Charles' attention for some reason, uh, leaving people behind. We discover that Colossus has been arrested for this crime because they think he's the one who did it. And there's like, oh no, you're right. Jubilee shoots him from the roof, right? But that's late. But then he shakes the building and she falls off. But I thought that was later. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe Actually, no. I think it is his fight. So he picks up the building he, and shakes it, and she he, falls off in yeah. the thing. Because she comes at him more than once. Yes. Um, you know, and he just picks up a whole building and then sets it back into place. This, the Fourth of July. No one told me. <laughs> he is really funny. Juggernaut is awesome. Yeah, he uh, Good puns. He, he is. Good he does. He does have an extensive amount of puns in this episode. That's for sure. <laughs> so he storms off. Uh, you know, waiting for more X Men, basically to uh, to to you know try to draw out Charles. And then we discover the Colossus has been arrested for this crime because they think that he's the one who robbed the bank. Because and you see like four men like carrying Colossus away, who's still in his metal form, which is insane because you know you think he could easily stop them, but I guess he is doesn't really want to hurt regular people. But as they're carrying away, he's like, "I just came to the bank to open a bank account. I didn't rob this place." And now like, that is a shame, locking up a big, good-looking hunk of mutant like that. Rogue seems a little interested in a. She seems boss. very interested. There are several. She's very thirsty, <laughs> I would say, in this episode for old Colossus. That's, she wants a, a piece of Russian metal, that's for sure. I would oh say so. And my. I guess they haven't established a relationship between uh, her and Gambit in this series because I know in the comics it's fairly. Ah, let's play welcome, like it's all dark in Russia. <laughs> So they had to plan to go uh, break Colossus out of jail because he shouldn't be there, essentially, and they want his help in, in working against Juggernaut. Um, and to prove his innocence. And to prove, well, they don't, they don't really do that, and I have some questions about the, the their plan because they just go go to the uh, the police station. Rogue comes on to the police officer at the desk who happens to be <laughs> the same police officer holding the keys to all the jail cells. And, uh, oh, yeah, just, Storm has a funny line there. <laughs> No, what is now that? remember, Rogue, no scenes. No scenes, sugar. Just a little down-home charm. <laughs> no, no scenes. <laughs> Every time they go to a mall or something, escalators get torn up and stuff. It's just like, come on, let's just get in and out no, of here. No scenes. We've had some scenes in the past, and I don't wish to see any more scenes. So, yeah, Rogue gets into the, uh, you know, Tricks the guard into touching her bare skin, saps his powers. You look a little on the weary side, honey. Been a long shift. Especially wearing her outfit. Like I know it's their their superhero outfit, but they're just walking into a bank dress or into a cop station dress this way. Um, I would be my. I had their nineties coat on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right in in the nineties, green and yellow pouchy jumpsuit <laughs> underneath. With all the X's emblazoned across it, that doesn't give you any kind of pause as a police officer sitting at your station trying to guard prisoners, several of which you know are mutants. No, because they're old, like, fuddy-duddies. They're just like, ah, these kids today, they all dress crazy. That's right. (laughs) These 90s kids with their newfangled Air Jordans and their... Their pumps, their pump pumps, sneakers, and those jackets that had the sports teams on them that were all puffy <laughs> with the pouch in the front. Those things, they all got yep. those. Oh, what, are the, what was the name of those things? Something Star. Anyway, All Star uh, Pro Star jackets. Uh, anyway, um, 
But we also see angels of mercy, my friend, known to those who love them as Rogue and Storm. Beast! Eagerly awaiting my day in court. <laughs> you are good at getting ahead of me. You're getting ahead of me. Oh, no. We didn't That's get in the prison. Yet. Yeah, uh, but they didn't get to the cell. They get oh. to Colossus' cell, and then they meet him, and he they want to break him out. He says he's unsure, and then he is reaffirmed by Beast, who is nice to see again. We haven't seen Beast in quite a while. I'm With that lovely diatribe, it was nice to hear that. Although I find it interesting that now he's in jail in just a regular jailhouse downtown. Before he was in like a, you know, a, yeah, but a then big he was with Garrick. Yeah, but then Garrick went to South America. But it was still a. Was he in the mutant control agency prison? Because they didn't. That well got closed down before no, that episode. He had started. a proper court date, right? He's yeah. he's in the the system now. But I now he's, he's like in just like a jail, jail at yeah. a police station, not like a jail. He's in oh. like a, a lockup jail. He oh, says yeah, he's waiting yeah, his day in court. Convenient. He's oh yeah, exactly. He's also not wearing his jumpsuit anymore. He's back in his normal beast garb, reading a book upside down. And did you have well, to notice? He's upside down too, so. I know he was. The book was fine. Did you happen to notice <laughs> what book he was reading? No. It was called Civil Disobedience. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There you he's, go. So he's, he's getting ready to uh he's getting ready for his court date. He's doing the research. <laughs> ready to join the jailbreak beat? Thanks, no. But come back during regular visiting hours and we'll catch up on gossip. And tell Gene thanks for the delicious cookies. Beast is just so pleasant. The show misses something with him not being around. And it's another one of those books that, uh, you know, a pseudo-intellectual will be reading to show, because it's by Henry David Thoreau. So it's another one of those books that, you know, you need to show to show how intelligent someone is. Because smart people can't read, you know, anything that's not uh, a classic. It's got to be... Next time we see him, he'll be reading Machiavelli. Oh, or Moby Dick or something. The Prince. You know. Wasn't it The Prince by Machiavelli? The Prince. Yeah, yeah, actually, yes, that would work. Or something by Kafka, perhaps, The Metamorphosis, since it's oh, relevant. Oh, yes, he's done that himself. Yeah. Um, however, yes, yeah, so then uh, they want to break him out, too. He says he's waiting for, thank you, no, I'm going to wait for my day in court continually. They say they're only breaking Colossus out to kind of prove to prove he's innocent, but like, that's, yeah, that's that's pretty rough, you know. Is that like, what they need to do to Beast as well? I couldn't square that circle myself when it's happening. I was like, wait, wait, what? I, I, I mean, a Beast turned them down. They were gonna take him. So, and I also, even fair. if you do, like, thanks, even, no. <laughs> even if you are arrested and put in jail, and then you break out of jail and prove your innocence, you can still be tried for breaking out of jail. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. you're not you're not innocent of that crime. It very obviously happened. So anyway, they break him out. Uh, Storm has Storm's weather powers are all over the map on this show. By the way, she oh, she, but she there, drops truths on us though. There's like, a point when she truths Andre. Oh, make ice. That's true. Yes, she makes a large amount of ice that covers the hole so they can escape, and then the co- the cops chase them, comedically slip and fall on the ice. So because yeah, Arctic <laughs> winds make ice, but her like. Her ability to control powers, like I know you can bring wind, but when they were looking through the rubble for Professor X at the broken house, she used her powers to literally move giant hunks of concrete, like concrete that is used for 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 like for breakwaters. Breakwater. She's like just picking them up like they're nothing and hurling them away with wind. Like the amount of wind you need to summon to do that would level at like level any normal house in like in the vicinity. She's controlling where it blows. 
I guess so. But man, like if you think about like why doesn't she use this to just total the dam before? <laughs> you could have she would have destroyed she she made it rain and overflow the dam. Oh why not just break the dam with your wind that can pick up solid concrete, like ton like hundreds of tons worth of concrete and toss it off to the side? That's a good point. These, these but are the questions. I don't this I don't like I, this uh insinuations towards my this, dear storm. No, I'm not okay. faulting Storm. Storm, <laughs> I'm faulting. I'm faulting the, the writers. Okay, that's Storm fine. is a product of her environment, and the environment is created by the writers. How I love. Storm or is the environment created by Storm? Ooh. Well, this is why I'm here. This is the brand I've built on this show: is putting out stupid stuff in cartoons that most people would just say well, it's a cartoon. Shut up! <laughs> but, but but I need to very seriously analyze these things. Also, how quickly people get in and out of their costume. Wolverine swaps in and out of his costume very quickly. A lot in this episode. Well, we it's know like, Storm has costume powers. Maybe she, she can does do it have costume powers, too. but they don't really play into this as much. She does. She does use them. In fact, <laughs> so then we cut back to another bank and. Where Juggernaut just rips open the vault door of another bank, steals more money, intercepted, yep. uh, intercepted Wolverine and the other X Men who are all united now, ready to fight him. Um, Rogue says something about stealing, seeing how strong he is when she steals his powers. Uh, he says, "My powers mm-hmm. are magical. I'm not." No, somebody. No, Colossus says that's later. Colossus says, "Why would you do this to fellow mutants?" And he yeah. says. I'm not a mutant. But, my powers are magical, which just sounds kind of goofy, especially in like a Harry Potter world. Like my powers well, he his powers are magical. they are right? the gem of Sidorak. I know, but we haven't got to yeah. that yet, and we don't even get no. to that in this episode. So as far as we know, no, he just has magical powers. But we we they do make it pretty clear that all the X Men know who he is, other than Jubilee. Yes, they do. So Charles told them all about him at least. Yeah, I guess he was. I guess Charles has been fairly open about some things in the past. He's a man of secrets, that's for sure. But he, <laughs> he let this one slide. Let me tell well, you about my brother. He said one night, night after a couple whiskeys, he's the unstoppable juggernaut. Yes, yes, he is. Um, <laughs> so they get in this fight. I'm sorry, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. Uh, then Ro- Rogue uh, tries to steal his powers, and she is over. He said he makes some kind of remark about, "Let's see how you do with the, this with a, a taste of my power." Um, it drives her. Oh, crazy. this is the this is their big teamwork fight. Where, where she did that part up. first, though. She did that after because she oh, goes this off is before. No, because oh, right this... after they take his helmet off is when they use their psychic powers on him. Is it not? Yeah, it doesn't matter. They, it... they fight him first. Well, they are fighting him when this happens. Yeah, actually, you might be near the end. You're right. Um, yeah, I think we're getting at the yeah, end. Yeah, I think here. we're getting at the end. So, so they, they do, do their like, they do like Cyclops and Jean are on their way, like yes. flying in there. Uh, to which Jean has a like a portable cerebro, which is unexplained for some reason that she wears in this episode. Uh, looks like she that comes up a lot in this show. I think Gerald's likes that one too. I think they the little portable cerebro probably have one. Looks like a little Magneto helmet. Yeah, almost like Magneto envy. He's like, oh man, you get a cool helmet. I want to wear one too sometimes. So, <laughs> I'm sure that's his reasoning. Sure Mine also good. doesn't protect you from psychic powers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, during the fight, Jean tries to uh, to to get a get a juggernaut and realizes that she can't penetrate his mind with his helmet. Uh, then they team up, as you mentioned earlier, with that little sound clip, which I'm sure you have queued. What is the tag team? Oh, the tag team. Oh, yes. What is this? Tag team? (laughs) But I also, you know, Jubilee comes, like, firing at him again. (laughs) He's all just like, 
<laughs> What's she gonna do? Oh, yeah. me with her diaper? Yeah. Actually, my favorite, my favorite thing he says about Jubilees. What's this? Baby cuddles again? Because I love baby cuddles. I get baby cuddles all the time. Well, it's, but, that works uh, when you have a baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> baby but, cuddles again? Baby cuddles gonna hit me with your diaper? <laughs> it's like it's like the kind of like retorts that like not to use a, a wrestling reference, but like Scott Steiner would say, like a big muscular dude that's like kind of an idiot, like this in really bad, you know, like what are you gonna do with me with your diaper? It's like this, like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a little basic, or like you know, half of the wrestlers in the eighties would have said that. Probably that's true. But Juggernaut himself, of course, is not a subtle man. Um, so you know, he's nope. just getting his point across and, and trying to humiliate yeah. his opponents while pulverizing them. So they managed to get the helmet off. Rogue tries to steal some of his power. Oh, no. Oh, she's fucking with my helmet. <laughs> Actually, Wolverine <laughs> slices the bolts yeah. to get it off first, which yeah. is interesting because he's like cosmically powered by this dark demon, uh, Sidorak, who, uh, you know, instills all this ability in him. And it's just like, claw. Like I guess Wolverine has that mantium, but he just claws off these things and they pop right off his head. So, well, I mean, he has to get it off somehow. I, I guess suppose. like it's juggernaut, so it has to have like a latch or a butt, or like a oh, for him to take it off to live his yeah, life. You can, yeah, ah, so like I it can't know. be on there like a fused well, part of I the kind of thought it could be like Rhino where he can't escape the suit, he's stuck in it. I mean, I don't know. Oh, no, he takes it off all the time. He takes it off. Okay, he, he still has his powers if he takes the helmet off because you know, juggernaut the helmet just fucks. protects him from the psychic powers because you know, juggernaut fucks and he can't wear that suit when he's fucking. I'm a juggernaut. <laughs> So they get the helmet off. Rogue tries to steal his abilities uh, to weaken him, and he says something along the lines of, let's see how you do with the taste of my my power or whatever. And then she is overcome with these abilities, and she keeps screaming that though everyone likes Charles, no one likes her. Uh, Scrooge. So she not only just shakes Oh, I got that. That's some serious voice acting from Lenore Zahn. They love my brother, not me! Rogue has a lot of these moments in the show, but I'm telling you, what a voice actor Lenore Zahn is, man. She yeah. makes all these crazy Rogue moments just intense and, and believable. It's like it's a cartoon, but I'm just like, ooh, that's intense. Yeah, I'm going to bring this up later in my points because I didn't write those down, so I need to make sure I, I put them. I, I put pins in the appropriate ones. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so this happens. that She comes over. She flies high trying to shake the power and then uh, passes out. When she shakes it off into space, <laughs> just like a lightning bolt into space, then mm. uh, falls and is caught by Colossus. So while this is going on, uh, Jean Grey gets into Juggernaut's mind and gives him amnesia, essentially making him forget who he is and why he's there. And, he did, and they just allow him to sort of walk away, which is interesting because he doesn't pick up his helmet. So he leaves his helmet behind, which seems pretty important if you're a guy whose helmet he doesn't stops. know who he is. I know, but like later when he shows up, he'll probably just show up with the helmet. There'll be no reason why he doesn't have a helmet. That, why that he had the helmet? I gotta watch those late night parties. Yeah, which is his response. He just thinks he, just thinks he, he just got thinks drunk. He, he thinks he just had a late night party. He just started. Yeah, out. it's pretty funny. Ooh, I gotta stop blacking out when I'm drunk. And he just walks out. He's like, oh, my head. He's <laughs> like, like, yeah, I actually gave him a headache too. You know, she you get a problem that, with anytime like, you wake up and don't know what happened, you just assume you got blackout drunk like every time. It's like, huh, huh. 
So uh, yeah, he just he just wanders off, and uh, yep. then the X Men go back to trying to rebuild. Well, a lot of road. Colossus has to catch her all. I said he caught handsome like that early. Okay, okay. And she and she, of course, is smitten still a little more with this this large, muscular man giving giving more ire to the incels out there who think that women only want big, strong, muscular men. So you know, this is more fodder for their arguments. Says <laughs> the guy who was probably pumping iron when he texted me at seven this morning i wasn't i was in <laughs> fact actually um well i was doing cardio specifically but i was pumping yeah. arm before that um right. but i'm also not i don't look like that jesus look at that man. <laughs> oh he's come on now. come he's now. literally chiseled out of metal that's like his his is literally <laughs> perhaps so then he's we... recyclable that's <laughs> one, one of the things <laughs> I forgot it, that's a good line too that was good yeah. that's good I, I believe juggernaut said that too which is it's good that he's earth friendly yeah. like he's he's, he's so funny you. Yeah, he's even he's even environmentally forward uh, at this p- point before climate change, you know, has really gotten into the the public eye. Yeah, funniest villain so far, I think. <coughs> he's real funny. So then we cut back to the school where they are working together to rebuild it. Uh, they offer Colossus a place on the team. He says he has some things to do first. He needs to go find his sister, and he oh, wants yes, to see I, more of the country. Oh, you got that there? I have that as. Well, I must first find my sister and maybe see more of America after I fix your house. You know, that Russian accent is not very good, I have to say. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's not. And I like how the music even does a little like Russian, like, you know, when he he talks, like the music gets very, uh, very like uh, Slovenian, like, you know, that sort of music is, is very funny. It's like Our very oversized Eastern Slavic European. friend's name is Colossus. <laughs> my oversized Slavic friend. But the, the sister he mentions, another one of my favorite characters, Magic of the yes. New Mutants, yes, Ileana Rasputin. Who also Great has access character. to Hell Dimensions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so then he 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 goes off. The X-Men continue. And Wolverine has a moment or says something about or maybe that's in the next episode. I, I did watch the first few minutes of mm. The Cure. But Wolverine has some kind of a comment about missing this place or, or not realizing how much this place meant. It was this one. Was this one? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, dump. Just never much just dump mean to me. He just can't. He just can't take joy at anything, old Wolverine. He's got to. No. He's no got to. Got to have pure anger about everything. Yep. But that's why we love him. He's a lovable. It's a lovable little uh, grump. Yep. Um, it's like Oscar so, the Grouch. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> n- not homeless. Um, so. <laughs> well, he is now. It's, do it's I need true. to bring it's this picture up again? Especially after storming <laughs> off uh, because, you know, the girl he likes was somebody else. So, he's, you true. know, the house has been destroyed since. Man. Somewhere cold. Somewhere cold. So Sabretooth was pretty funny, too, but Juggernaut gets my vote for funniest feeling. Sabretooth so had some pretty solid moments, I must say. He did. Uh, and I'm sure they're not over yet. Uh, yeah, so oh, then sure it's the end of the episode, essentially. They don't really lean on a big cliffhanger here um, or anything like that. Like, no. Because they, they, they put that in early. The To Be Continued was Charles taken off, I think. Oh, or I okay. guess that was even the episode before, though, wasn't well, it? That, that he didn't even hurt at the end. That was him telling them he was, he was you know, being distant while they were planning to go to Slave Island. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess his message that he left them, I guess. Because yeah, he's just like, I'm doing something that could be 
like super important to all of us. But, but I can't tell you about it, it right now. It's, yeah, it's get, very, that's very a cliffhanger sounding. It's very <laughs> dramatic. It's like, you know, oh, yeah. I, I have something that could possibly shake and ravage you to your very core, but I can't tell you now. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, so, like, so Xavier. Just leaving you in the lurch for uh, hanging until without closure for as long as humanly possible. Yeah, well, that's exactly. it. And that's the end All of right. our episode. Episode 10 in the order of episodes, but 8 in the order of how they should have been shown, I guess. Well, I guess According that brings to us to... That's what we're here to find out. Our ratings from 1 to X, because that's what we're here to find out. That's right. That's the sole purpose of the show. Yep. That's mm-hmm. why it's called X rated, not X talked about, or you know that kind of thing. It's just a lot of um, uh, foreplay before we get to it. That's that's what this yep. is. Yeah. And then after play. Yeah. Yes. Which is important too. Exactly. Hmm. <laughs> Who's going first? You or me? Oh, let's go with you. Let's go. With We're going to pick the same number anyway, right? Of course we are. No, we I might not one... actually. Okay. Okay. I give this one an eight. Nine. Oh wow. Nine. Wow. I really like okay. this episode. Why is it a nine, Andre? Because it, it brings all the fun of a show like this. Um, you get like there I just watching Jubilee get thrown in the ground by Juggernaut while Colossus is like in the background. It's just it just the fun of this environment with all these characters popping up and like interacting with each other and like there's some actually pretty impressive like it's the animation is a product of its time but there's some impressive shots where they like juggernaut gets thrown through a building and he goes in head first and does like a flip and lands on his feet <laughs> and then you know like kind of a flip or something like it's just the way it's it's where he kind of falls right on his feet it, like and and it's just like the weight of him in that episode they do a good job of that so i just as far as like just a fun x-men adventure that doesn't really mm delve into everything else i thought it was really fun i really enjoyed it so and i could get past some of the goofiness but juggernaut's always been a a, a favorite i want to say a favorite but I, I like him as a villain i think he's very interesting oh, so sure. you know i think it, it was a good introduction to him i liked all the the bright colors because they're in the city fighting um and all the fun of it i just thought it was i enjoyed it i enjoyed it thoroughly yeah. i would like to see gambit but i enjoyed it yeah i'm good I like your explanation. I probably could have given I mean, it a nine because it is. I wouldn't add anything necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have also gotten to an eight. Out of it. They're pretty close, but you yeah. know, like it's it just. I don't know. There's something about it just struck me of, of being a good way of showing how the potential of the show and how fun it is, like with mm. the world building and everything, and and the little character pop ins and and that the you know you can you can just go and have a fight with Juggernaut for an episode. It's I think he shows up on the Spider Man animated series as well. Do they do that episode? That. Nothing stops the juggernaut. The storyline from the comics where oh, Spider-Man uh, can't stop him. I don't think they do. Oh, maybe they don't. Okay, because there's a, a very famous Roger Stern two-parter uh, in Spider-Man yeah. called "Nothing Stops a Juggernaut," where Spider-Man by himself is tasked mm-hmm. with stopping Juggernaut, who's trying to get somewhere to destroy something, and uh, it's the whole two-parter is just showing Spider-Man's perseverance and doing everything he possibly can, and and being you know woefully underpowered to deal with the threat but finding a way around it and it's uh, it's very very famous of, of like if you look at top 10 spidey stories of all time it's usually mm. somewhere so fair enough mm. well i guess that brings us to well stern had some good spider-man stuff too he sure did real good spider-man um all right well that brings us to uncanny x points 
Ooh, which I don't yeah, really man. have any fancy music for. Which I don't know. I'd come up with something maybe. <laughs> now uncanny X points. I see we added that. Yeah, it. we're now the uncanny X points. I put a title in instead. We're always uh, growing here, folks. We're building. We're expanding. We're we're working to be better and add different pronouns to the things we're saying. I knocked on his door, but I don't think he was home. <laughs> We'll use that because I got nothing. All right. So <laughs> it's a good one. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's good. All right. So uh, I like anything where Juggernaut laughs at his own. And that's not even a joke. He's just like, I knocked on it. Well, I guess it is. Knocked on his door. He wasn't home. He knocked it down. It's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. He's All right. Man. So uh, what's your first point? Uh, we'll, we'll do the we'll do the the one I mentioned earlier, which is uh, the rogue when she uh, is overcome with the power of Juggernaut and she's screaming, "They oh, they love my brother more than me. I must destroy. I must be angry." And like it, it it's a it's you're right about the voice acting, which is very good in that scene, but also it it points to like we don't know anything about the Juggernaut as an audience. If you're a comic fan, you do. But as an audience, and you don't, you're watching this episode with no prior knowledge to who this character is, and all you know is he has some kind of a connection to Xavier that the X Men know about, but that's it. To hear that, it shows like how tortured he is inside, which is an interesting juxtaposition to how goofy he kind of has been with all his little puns and stuff. But mm-hmm. when you see a woman like when Rogue takes the ability and she gets lost in that anger. And that desire mm. to smash, like he's so that's, angry. That's where his thoughts are. Yeah, yeah. It's like his mind nasty. is like that all the time. It's mm. terrifying. And as a being like him, uh, it it would be like to, you think about like I I'm a big guy. Go to the gym. I know lots of other big guys. Some of which have very short tempers, and it's frightening if uh, someone who is strong loses you know loses their their temper. Um, so to see that like what's going on in the juggernaut's head all the time and that level of rage that is constantly simmering just below the surface and propelling him to be doing all this stuff was very, uh, was kind of a dark moment in an otherwise light show that I thought was well-placed. I really liked it. Well, they're not all gentle, giant, cuddly bears like you on. Not all of them. Actually, you know, it's funny that you say that. I'm literally wearing a sweater with a bear on it. <laughs> <laughs> what's this? Baby cuddles again? Baby cuddles again? So yes, I guess I am a gentle bear of sorts. <laughs> okay, right. well, you. my first one. To you. Did you know that the voice actor who did the voice of Juggernaut and the voice actor that did the voice of Colossus are the same guy? Oh well, of course they say money that way. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that was uh, Rick Bennett, who is also passed away. Will um, be joining us on the new series. I feel bad about slagging on him for his uh, his Russian accent now. Yep, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Bennett. Wherever you may That's be. why I said we'll talk about that later. Oh no! Nice. <laughs> All right, back to you. Back but, to R.I.P. Rick Bennett. <laughs> Poor Rick Bennett. Um. Yeah. So. Point two for me is Beast is back, which is nice. It was good seeing Beast. I was happy to see him. I know I brought it up a couple times in the past. No Beast, no Beast. We get Beast. We sacrifice Gambit for Beast. I'm not sure how that works, but we do get to see Beast and do check in because we hadn't seen him again. It would have been like five episodes, four episodes in a row, which we don't see him, Um, Mm. which, you know, is a lot considering he's in the main title card. He'd be Uh, so charming. 
Yes, he is. And and you know, we get that delightful beast dialogue. So I was happy to see the return of old beast. That's my gene. I really appreciate those delicious cookies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gene, we'll Gene catch Gray up on Gray baked baked cookies and sent them off to him. Yeah. I love it. Well, back to me, I guess. Um, well, we were talking about last week how you well, you were wondering how many writers crossover to comics and from comics i see bob harris is on these episodes which you read a lot that's of my comics. point yeah is it yeah. yeah i noticed his name in the credits this time he's a story consultant now i don't know if he writes any episodes but he's like consulting i think on a lot of them if not most of them yeah i think he might so be they... like a showrunner of sorts kind of yeah so there's the comic crossover i noticed that, I that as well um i didn't mm. make it a point but i did notice it which is pretty cool mm-hmm. um Okay, my point. Uh, drip, drip feeding information. I know I've used this one in the past, but um, once again, um, they've given us we we juggernaut. We don't know who Juggernaut is. Um, you know, he's an angry man who he, like it, who just mentions his powers are magical, which is pretty provocative considering the world we we've built here in the in the in the universe of the show is basically everyone who has powers has them because of mutants. Like we haven't. We haven't crossed over Spider-Man yet or the, or, Wolver- or Wolverine's Captain America days or any of that sort of stuff. So the... the Rogue stole some powers that weren't from mutants. From his Marvel. We haven't, we yes, haven't talked but about we don't that, know that. But yeah. we didn't get that episode yet either. So no. at this point, this is the first introduction that there were powers from other places that aren't necessarily mutant powers. Uh, so I think to, to have this character, another character that has a tenuous relationship I mean, it might be a bit early in the same season to do this when we've already met Magneto, who also has, you know, a ten, uh, an angry relationship with Professor X from his past. But, you know, X makes enemies, apparently. Um, it, I do like how they introduced him. He obviously, you know, there's little things. They don't hit you over the head with the information. Like, they like my brother more than me, which makes you think it's Charles. I think he might say more in what she says that makes that more apparent. But also with the the smashing of the building, he might. Did he say he says he went looking brother? for him? Yeah, but he says my brother a few times. I think yeah. so. You know, you know that Xavier's his brother, which is you know to think about these two characters and what could connect them or how how this could be is interesting. And without getting the full story right now, we just know there's another threat out there to the X Men and Xavier that is incredibly uh, formative. So or formidable. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah, you're like that's his brother. Maybe all of a sudden his broken legs make sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. In fact, they no, they're not related. Yeah, they're related, aren't they? And are they in this series? In the original continuity, they were back way back in the day. I don't know. Were they? Wasn't it the cave in where they found the gem of Sidorak? Is the same cave in that caused Charles to have his legs not work? I'm like he like I'm sure rocks fell on him. Yeah, something. maybe I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. You onto something there? Geez, I have to go back and read that. All right, well, my next one is Gambit Disappears, which we did talk about, but my theory is because uh, Rogue, as you mentioned, is so thirsty for Colossus this episode, they didn't have time to put in a love triangle. They just needed to get Gambit off of the episode. We got, but we got, I don't we think that we haven't had, they've established that they're together or that they have any kind of a thing yet. I mean, I know the maybe in the first couple time. episodes he might have flirted, but he was pretty little. flirty with the girl at the store that he's buying oh, cards yeah, from true. in the mall. Well, well, maybe they haven't, but it it's there. It's it's bubbling under the surface. The, the sexual so tension. They, yeah, so they had to had to get rid of Gambit. Cut it with a knife. You could tell she was distracted. It's like I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> 
other than that, I don't know why he's gone. So I'm just like, that's why. Uh, okay, my next. This is four. Yeah. Uh, Colossus. Colossus is like it's kind of building on the the breadcrumbs thing I said earlier, or drip feed. But um, I like Colossus like popping in um, and then being like, "Well, I'm off to go find my sister." It's almost like a spinoff show, you know, when you bring a character on and then have them, you know, be a part of the show. And then at the end, they they give some kind of a thing as to where they're going, which is like, well, that sounds interesting. I kind of want to see what's going to happen with him. So, <laughs> you know, I know he's going to come back in the show later and maybe Magic will be with him, his sister. But or we'll get I don't know or remember where that goes or if it goes anywhere. I don't but, remember seeing her, but we'll, we'll find out. You never know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like that they just set up this character. He can pop in, he can pop out. And uh, they give him sort of a, you know, you're interested in seeing this character and where he goes from here. So uh, I just like that. It, I, I feel like the spinoff would be like the kind of like the old Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk TV show, where it's just Colossus hitchhiking across America looking for his sister and getting into yeah. all kinds of trouble and saving people. It's like a little Tobo, but with Colossus. To I'd watch that show. Reference. I would absolutely. Now, I suspect he's looking for her in America, but I suspect she's in a demon dimension and he's not going to find her. Oh, she could. She, I mean, America in a demon dimension <laughs> might be the same thing. Whoa. Yeah. Listen, what is that Colossus said? Oh, my. This is just me being. I gotta watch those late night parties. Oh, that's the wrong one. Well, that could be it too. I'm drunk, folks. That's That's the problem. Uh, and no, oh, I don't. I don't want to anger our American friends. I'm just kidding. This is just a, a playful jab from a delightful Canadian. That's all it is. Exactly. Exactly. Just we we kid because we love. We do. We do love. We lo- if you're listening to this podcast, we absolutely love you. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> oh well, my next point. All right. Well, Cyclops is field leading. See, this is what he does. He 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 did the Cyclops thing. Like they usually seem to let Storm do most of the team leading in this show so far, but she should. But when it's time where you need a battle plan to combine everybody's powers, you know, he's the, as you've said before, he's the Captain America of the X-Men in that regard. You need a guy to just make everyone work together to accomplish the goal. He'll put the plan together. Yeah, he's a Leonardo. But he's, you know, he's cranky about it. He's like, I have a plan, but it'll require us working together for a change. Yeah, he's frustrated that people don't work <laughs> as a team. He's he's yeah. cat he's he's the super or he's the cat in America, but he's also the Leonardo, which would probably be a more apt reference. Although Leonardo's character, you know, of the turtles, um, is newer. So you know, he he's got to keep these people together and working as a team, and he gets frustrated when they don't. It's fa- yeah. it's a fair point because there's a lot of conflicting personalities in these these X Men. And that you know that's his leading style as opposed to Storm. Storm's just like, just do what I do. I'm not like, and we'll we'll be fine. She's like now, Storm and Jubilee and Gambit. Like she's just like, but the Arctic winds, you will do yeah. as I say. Yeah, freeze them on the spot. All right, your last point. Closure. We don't get any about Colossus, and if he's been redeemed <laughs> in the eyes of the law. They just oh they, they just collab they just cat they just send point. they don't even capture Juggernaut so they can't even say hey look here's the actual guy all they can say <laughs> they just he wanders off thinking he uh, he's sleeping off a bender and uh, you know Colossus somehow in the interim gets uh, gets vindicated in the eyes of the law either that or he's just a uh, he's also a fugitive now here's a theory on that America. they didn't want the the uh, the bad press or anything because you know he was robbing a bank and they immediately showed up with a tank and shot him with it which seems like a bit of like you know 
police overstepping. So well, that was with Juggernaut. Maybe they're just like, eh, maybe we'll just let this whole thing just kind of. In the recap, Float I forgot away. about that part. The, the, the cops show up to break up a bank robbery with a tank. Yeah. Like, they, Sticks they, and they, stones will break my bones, but tanks will never hurt me. Yeah, and then doesn't he say thank you very much when he throws it back at them or something? He says something like that. He, says something he like does say a pun like that as well. Um, Juggernaut does. So, like, you know, I think that might be a bit of an overreach for the police department. I know they, they like their, their massive police budgets that they use to the full extent of their ability, but I think having a tank, perhaps... Might be an issue, just a bit. Um, Picture the police here trying to get a tank, and it got shot down in camp councils. <laughs> good, good as it should. South Park did a yeah. great episode making fun of, um, like the defunding the police basically, and then uh, the cops are all sitting around, and when they finally something <laughs> happens, and the cops are like, you know, are waiting for the for like they get a phone call from the mayor to to do something, which is something minor. But they're like, oh, we're going to need our full budget to be able to do that again. Like, we can't do it now. So they, they get back to like budget. A, secure this parade route. Yeah, it was something Not like that. Uh, uh, no, the kids, it was a couple of kids broke into, they're trying to find out what caused COVID. And they were breaking into oh. like a lab where the pangolin was that they were studying. And the cops <laughs> are like, and the cops are like, the cops, but once the, 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 the mayor's like, okay, you have your budget. The cop like puts the phone down. He looks back. He goes, we got it back. And then they're all like, yeah. And then it cuts to the, like, to uh, the opening riff to kickstart my heart by uh, Motley Crue playing. And then it just shows them coming over the hill. And they're like, it's tanks and Humvees and cars. <laughs> and like, X-Men music plays. Rocket launchers and like Tommy guns and like dogs and like everything. Like just a ridiculous armada of weapons and useless, like totally useless shit. But it was, it, it reminded me a bit of that. Like they the cops just show up with a tank. Like do the police forces in the States have tanks at the ready? Oh, I think so, probably. That's oh, okay. just me guessing. I feel like a tank rolling down New York would cause a lot of problems, more than it probably would fix. I figure if the Halifax police tried to get one, then they probably got them in New York already. To, to do what? Stop a shooting in Spryfield? What the hell are they going to use a tank for? I believe that was some of the questions they had at council. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad the council's <laughs> doing its job. I don't live in Halifax, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad there's some cool heads prevailing over there. Look at that juggernaut. Look at that juggernaut yes. showing off my toys here. They're good toys. You, you know how they always do like the X Men theme on like intense moments in this show, like battle scenes or like the jet. Like, they did it for the cleanup scene in this episode, like when they're looking for Xavier and they're just right. like picking up things and looking under things. It's showing their powers. It's showing their powers at work. Too. Storms yeah, using wind to move true. buildings for some reason, and, uh, and you know that stuff's going on. So, well, lucky yeah. that wasn't my final point. <laughs> Which is, um, last week, I I think the, I think I have a point left, don't I? Yeah, sure. I don't know, do you? I is there I a point do. to all of this, Dan? Yes, there is. What does it all mean? I said uh, they were bringing back Eric LeWald and uh, Julia, Eric and Julia LeWald, who were writers on this show. Mm-hmm. They may be, but we haven't seen that yet. But what I, we have seen is that Eric LeWald is a story editor on like pretty much all the episodes. So they're bringing back... Uh, the main, what would seem to be the main story editor for X Men '97. You should have saved that for the X Men '97 segment. Oh, I'll mention <laughs> it again then. All right, moving on. <laughs> I guess that's all our points. This is okay. Well, no, I'm glad to hear that though, because there is a magic to this show. Um, that you know, whether yeah. uh, yeah. I had a discussion on my other podcast with uh, David Cutler about 
Stan Lee and he kind of talked about how there's there's a line from something I can't remember it's like the atoms and making like you can you can't make the atoms but making them dance is where the magic comes from or something like that mm. and uh you know like who knows what part of this show made it work so well mm-hmm. um but I assume it's a, a a compilation of a lot of parts people and and uh, ideas so the more of that they can bring to try to recapture some of that magic I'm all for it the voice acting is a huge part of it. I can tell. Yeah, I know a lot of that's come back, which is really good. But I think there's yeah. there's a there's a um, it treads a line of some serious stuff with some really fun stuff, and uh, yeah, and even just the, the writing's really good. Yeah, but even the style of the show, the color, the designs are all really fun too. So mm-hmm. more of that, more and the music. It's it's a solid thing. Well, I guess that moves us, brings us to. Hey, check this out. Our comic recommendations, mm. and I have I forgot we're doing this now. That's all right. It's mostly mm. just for me to bring up a comic that just reminded me of. So we got Uncanny X Men one eighty three, which has both Colossus and Juggernaut on the cover because they get in a bar fight, and everyone should go read this comic because it's actually a really great comic. Like. Chris Claremont could put more character, like could develop four characters in one single comic book better than like modern TV shows can in three seasons. I'm telling you, like, oh, he's he, the man. He, Claremont is the man. He develops Colossus, Kitty Pride, Juggernaut, Wolverine, all quite a bit in this issue, and it's awesome. So it's like not to spoil it too much, but back over on Secret World during this or Battle World in the original Secret Wars, Colossus fell for one of the natives of Battle World. And um, so he he broke it off with Kitty, who they were starting to have a bit of a thing. And uh, basically, they all hate him for it. All the X Men hate Colossus for this. And Wolverine takes him to this bar, and his whole plan is to <laughs> in Battle World him into a, a bar fight. In Battle World? No, they're back on. Uh, oh, okay. He's like, I had feelings for another while I was away, Kitty. So you know, so but he's being the, he's being super awesome and Colossus about it. He sits her down on a beautiful cliff, and he's just like, "Here's where I'm at." You know, I feel like feelings have changed and all this sort of thing so he's doing the honorable thing but they still all the x-men are super mad at him anyway and wolverine takes him out to a bar and like nightcrawler teleports into their car he wants to go with them which is awesome because those are my favorite three to hang out when colossus and nightcrawler and wolverine are hanging out together they're like the three amigos. i feel like colossus is like the nerdy kid that just wants to belong yeah Yeah, so wolverine's plan is to goad colossus into a fight just to so that he can teach him a lesson like he wants to teach him a lesson and but they get there about like a lesson in like i feel like class did everything right in this situation he did but what they they think they did wolverine thinks he did kitty dirty in the sense that okay because he says he's Wolverine doesn't think or Colossus quite understands his feelings, and he thinks he's uh, just being a little too. Wolverine knows better than everybody else. Is that's what he's thinking, thinking right? Yeah. So, but then they find out Juggernaut's at this bar already, and like Wolverine ends up making Colossus spill a beer on Juggernaut. So then Juggernaut just like starts like kicking the crap out of Colossus a little bit. I love it, when they just show heroes being regular folks. Like Juggernaut oh, just yeah. goes and hangs out at a bar. Oh, he was trying to pick up, but there's so much in this issue. It turns out the chick he was trying to pick up at the very end, there's like a page, and it was Celine, and she she was about to like steal all of Juggernaut's power, and they <laughs> saved Juggernaut by goading him into this bar fight. Very interesting. <laughs> there's so much going on, but it it was pretty great. And then like Juggernaut just leaves. He's like, eh, 
whatever. And Wolverine's just like, cool, good job. I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll, I'll suggest the uh, the Spider Man comic I mentioned earlier. The uh, All right. the uh, yeah the the should I forget the name of it? But anyway, the Juggernaut story with Spider Man by Roger Stern, where he has two uh, two parter. Uh, so nothing stops a juggernaut or something like that. I believe the name of the story where mm-hmm. Spider-Man by his own with only his wits and his, his meager spider powers has to try to stop juggernaut from getting to, Oh uh, yes, that's what it was. Juggernaut wanted Madam web because uh, uh, somebody needed her for something. I think it was black Tom actually for magic. So he was going to get her and Spider-Man was trying to stop him and prevent him from getting to her, knowing that he was on his way to her uh, and then getting back with her away. So, uh, yeah, it's a very good series. It it it's one of those ones like the issue back in the day when Spider Man's trapped under the rubble and he has the whole issue remembering why he's Spider Man and finds the strength. It's a similar ish story to that, but it does a really good job of showing, you know, Spider Man's resilience in the face well, of adversity. It's, it's funny you mentioned that in this one. He's at the bar, Juggernaut's at the bar complaining about like how Spider Man was just ruining his day because this is just freshly probably freshly from the issue you're talking about probably because probably this, so it would be around the same in, time period this one came out in 84 also you notice it's juggernaut's wearing his costume underneath his clothes yeah so, so maybe like, he can't I, take off that costume it's funny Eric, the comics we're talking about may have come out in the same month very likely actually. <laughs> or the, or the month marvel's, after, well i mean comics in general are pretty good at depending on the series but marvel's marvel back then was actually probably because they didn't have a million books out at once was pretty good at keeping a cohesive universe and a real flavor for that. Hmm. Mm. Well, you look a little on the weary side, honey. Been a long shift. What's wrong with Andre? Uh, shoehorning me back into the curmudgeon, curmudgeonly uh, role. Uh, oh no, we can, we can, we oh, can, yeah, so we can. What's, what's working? working with Andre? What you Let's want? Go, what what's want? wrong with Andre? Let's just feel right. that. Uh, I can sense just, the existential dread. I knew what I was okay, doing. Yeah, it's 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 probable <laughs> today. Uh, just COVID stuff, man. Like I'm not. Uh, I just want to do stuff, and it's really hitting me this time around that I can't. You know, go to con. Like there's a concert playing in April in Montreal that I want to go see, and it's probably not going to happen uh, now. And even if it does, I probably can't do it. You know, and I haven't been able to go to a movie theater and watch a movie proper in a while. I mean, I can go, but it's probably not responsible. So I just like I feel like every time something happens, you know what I mean? Like when when and I'm not complaining about the the regulations put in place by the government because I'm I'm okay with all that. It's not it's it's mainly just being in a situation and not being anything to do about it. So you can say get va- vaccinated, everybody. No, for sure. I got maybe my... maybe we'll do what they just did in Quebec and they'll make it so you have to get vaccinated to buy booze and then everyone will go get vaccinated. Was that what they did? That's hilarious. That's yeah, to buy booze and weed in Quebec now, you got to be vaccinated. So. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then like they then like 98 of the droves <laughs> showed up. Yeah, that's that's actually a really clever idea. I did not know that. That's great. Um. Yeah, but just it's about that, my like, personal liberties, or maybe you know, not booze. Booze is more important than my personal liberties, obviously. You know. um, <laughs> so South Park had a great my co- comment about it, where um, they did these specials, which take place in the future, where where COVID ends, but it's like forty years from now, so the kids are all like adults, and it kind of has mm-hmm. a two a two. It's these specials are doing a Paramount, they're like mini movies. So mm-hmm. there's one where. Um, one of the characters refuses to get vaccinated even now, and uh, he says something about he says something about shellfish and having an allergy to that and being worried that he'll <laughs> react with it. And then he goes, you know, so just general shellfishness. And then the girl's like, 
No, it was the girl say she goes, so your problem is shellfishness? And he's like, yeah, general shellfishness. And it's like, it's like, yeah. You yeah, know, just shellfishness. Funny. Just shellfishness. Just general uh, shellfishness. But it's just that, um, you know, like the first time around, it was what it was, and it was kind of nuanced and fun that I could, you know, you're just watching movies and you don't go to work and you can, and then you get stuff back and you get to enjoy life again and then they pull it back for a bit and then, you know, that time kind of sucked and then this time feels worse. I think like every time we get some freedoms and then they they go away. And I'm not, I don't mean it to sound like they're taking it because I really don't want to come off as, but just in a way that it's like, it seems like every time this happens, it hits me a little harder. I'm not like well, clinically depressed or going to kill myself. It's the time hands. around a new year too, right? It's like, ah, oh, we didn't want 2022 to be this way. It's like 2022 is supposed to go back to normal. I know. I was saying that because we're talking about how the doctor here in Nova Scotia, the one that's like the face, Dr. Strang, the face for... Dr. Um, Strange. Strang. But it is fun to say strange. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is always like, well, we're in the endemic now. This is like the, the the end of this. So in a couple months, you know, basically we should be back to this as being the flu and you know, mask on, everybody living their lives again. I'm like, I feel like we've been saying that for two years. So I just, until it happens, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah, well. I'm, not I'm okay, I'm fine. My spirits are fine. I just, it's just, yeah. I want to just We'll lift them every Tuesday at 8 p.m. You sure do. Actually, this is fun. This was a great, my, my podcast was sort of, I, I started at the start of this, and uh, it was sort of an escape or something for me to, a project to do, and and it's carried through, and, and this one has been really fun, too. So I'm glad we're doing it. Looking looking forward to this cliffhanger on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told you already in the comment on Facebook. You asked what oh, like, I was supposed to read that. It also said afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but you already did, didn't you? No. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I'll talk uh, right about that now. in our next segment after we find out what's, what's working with Devin. All work and no play makes Jock and Dog Boy. And the irresistible Davin is no dull boy. Mm-hmm. So what's working <laughs> is it's way too long a pause for anything to actually be working here. <laughs> You're like struggling yeah. to find something worth 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 living for. You're like, uh, uh I got nothing. I, I got, got nothing, nothing, guys. You gotta die. No, there. I love no, you no it's it's good. No, that's what I was gonna talk about. Actually, she's like the communication's starting to happen more, so that's working. So you're not just like talking to a wall of crying. You know, mm-hmm. they're starting to be a little more back and forth. So that's like this, working. As the stay at home parent, essentially myself, that there's a lot of baby time. So the more communication we have, the better. Like, because I'm not a parent, but you hear people talk about it. And it's in like I always sort of roll my eyes when it says you'll never understand the feeling and the, you know, the the joy that a child brings you. But then there are people that that like I know that are kind of cynical people that have had kids and are like, no, it actually like it, it's legit. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like staring at a kid screaming in your face for you know hours on end. It must be tough to hold on to that throughout that, is it? Oh man, the last couple of days have been hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a Why lot of healing like... and growing, and like there's cognitive things. She's like she's becoming smart. Like when right around the time where they kind of leap forward in their mental capacities, they get real uh, bad. Wait till she just, <laughs> wait till she says no. Wait till she discovers no, and then you're screwed. Yeah, maybe I maybe I should have went with this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like actually. You I, I got one of those too. Actually, R.I.P. Right. Bob Saget. And oh, right. and the golden lady here above me fighting Wolverine. Yes, yes, old Betty White. It's been a rough. Mm. People like 
my only comment on this is uh, Sagitt is surprising. I mean, obviously he had some kind of condition. They they did an autopsy and they said that there was no drugs or, mm. or foul play. So there must have been something else at work, probably condition or whatever. Or maybe just catching up to him from hard living. But uh, I mean, White was 99 years old. Oh, you yeah. know, like he, people, people are like, fuck, fuck 2021. That already took Betty White from us. It's like, yeah, I get it, man. But like some of the people that we grew up idolizing are getting old. And this is what That's happens. True. It sucks. I don't want to think about it either, but it sucks. Yeah. I feel like cele- like celebrities that you really liked dying is a reminder of mortality. And then it comes yeah. for all of us. So like, you know, you it's, speak it's, to yourself. Oh, well, hey, man, if you got the secret of, of eternal life, give it late on me. If you're a vampire, come bite me, do whatever you got to do. I just, I, I don't want to die either. So stop calling them secrets when you go talking about them all the time. All right. Well, we'll do our Davins of Vampire podcast and, and we'll <laughs> deal with it there. We'll do our Blade podcast. Our bla- our bla- yeah, our Blade animated series. I think they may have had one that lasted not even a season. So, oh, did they do a Blade animated? I remember they did the TV show starring like, uh, oh, right. St- uh, Kirk St- Stick- Sticky Fingers Jones or something was the, the oh. guy's name because he's a rapper. Yeah, he was a rapper. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I, I watched the first couple episodes of that series. It wasn't great. I didn't. Get I have it. no memories of it whatsoever. Uh, it was, was on like. Uh, well, I, I can't like believe I remembered his name. It actually is Kirk Jones, aka Sticky Fingers. Oh wow! Yeah, I was. I cannot <laughs> believe I pulled that out of my ass. Holy Good shit! Good job. What else you got in there? Uh, well, I'll, let's see who else was in the cast. Nobody I recognize. <laughs> 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 Every once in a while, you'll see some actor in one of these things that went on to be, oh, yeah, Bokeem Woodbine, the guy that played, uh, oh, yeah, Shocker, that played, uh, Shocker in the MC yeah. Spider Man movie. He's, uh, he's in it. So there you go. Randy Quaid's in it. <laughs> <laughs> what did Randy Quaid do in there? Man, you know what? There's, there's a movie recommendation. You ever see the Jay Baruchel movie with Randy Quaid? Real uh, time. Oh, it's such a good movie. It is a great, it's one of the last of the good. Randy Quaid movies. He kind of yeah. lost his mind after that movie, but it's it's quite good. I like Jay mm-hmm. Baruchel a lot, so... Yeah, he's good, too. Hey, Chuck Liddell was in it. Yeah, look <laughs> the 4th of July! No one told me! No, it's not the 4th of July. We're just partying like it's apostrophe 97. Glad y'all mm-hmm. decided to join the party. If you're paying attention on social media, you see we shared uh, some stories that are making the rounds on the sites about the voice actor that does Wolverine being in Back in the studio, voicing dialogue yep. for the for the series, which is nice. Yeah, oh my! I, I see. I hear I have a cat outside trying to get in. Hey, buddy! Oh, I'll let we'll you in a minute. Up. Tell him to hold up. Yeah, hold on there, buddy. Um, yeah, that was pretty much what I was going to mention. That uh, both uh, Cal Dodd and Lenore Zahn that we know have both been in the studio recording. Well, I have a few extra pieces of trivia that I just looked up. Yeah, go for it. One is that this is the first Marvel Studios project to not be part of the MCU and not produce. They're saying that. They're saying that. I'll believe it when it's it's over. It's not going to be. Come on. They still have to be, be, but it's going to be. There's going to be a connection. I highly doubt it. If any of these characters show up, it's going to be Deadpool. Maybe, but I. There's going to be a connection. I think you're reaching. But it's still interesting that Marvel Studios <laughs> because like Marvel Studios didn't really do the like the Netflix shows and stuff. Those are all Netflix productions that tied into it, but don't really anymore. But kind of, I don't know. We don't know. It depends on who you ask. Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> says he's playing the same kingpin. Yes, he does say that. Mm. And they're using writers from I think uh, the Punisher and Jessica Jones to write the Alias. I heard that. You know the Echo series, which is cool. The Echo, yeah. 
And also, this is the first time that any of the cast from the 92 X-Men series will be reprising their role since Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in 2000. Was it just Cal Dodd in that? or was it, were there other... This is due to the voice actors from the previous Sabin-produced Marvel animated programs reprising their roles between X-Men Children of the Atom and this game prior to being replaced in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Mm. So there you go. Mm. Or Sabin, rather. So there Anything you go. else? No, that's what I found on the internet. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta watch those late night parties. We partied hard in 97. That's right. And we're going to continue getting blackout drunk and forgetting where we were and winding up, waking up in New York streets in weird costumes surrounded by mutants that are strange yet provocative to us. If it's good enough for the unstoppable juggernaut, it's good enough for us. I'm the juggernaut. Well, you can contact us at xmenreviewshow at gmail.com. I'm not going to ask because I know you tell me if you did. I'll tell you. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitch, and on YouTube. And you can, of course, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. That is right. Um, let's plug some stuff. Talk about your uh, interview coming up on Saturday. Uh, no, we got uh, no MeUndies to plug or anything yet. So you can listen to me on my podcast, which is the, that sounds very, um, uh, what's the word? territorial it's mine uh my solo podcast which is the graphic histories podcast in which i talk with uh nerdy people people related to sci-fi comics and uh, various nerddom uh and discuss their lives even me show it's basically i even had you on the show so it's (laughs) it's basically uh, has the show rebounded since then it has it has rebounded significantly It's it's achieve new heights with you, my friend. Come on. Oh wow, wow. Uh, so yeah, so basically, it's just an interview show. Or if it's if you ever listen to Mark Maron show WTF, it's WTF with comic people and and sci fi and you know nerdy people in general. So this week, which is a, a real treat, and uh, I said this, I don't know if I said this on social media yet, but it's true. Um, I think this might be my favorite interview yet, in which I talk with. You did say uh, that, David Cutler, who is a friend and former roommate of mine who now uh, draws from Marvel Comics. He is the artist behind... Uh, actually, this week, this is... Yeah, we're doing this live. So mm-hmm. next Wednesday, uh, there's a Marvel Voices. Um, they did a, a comic a while ago that just... They did one initially, which was uh, African-American superheroes, and then they did one after about indigenous heroes. And Dave had some work on that. But he's has a story in the new one, which is called Marvel... Voices Heritage, I believe, which comes out next Wednesday. Uh, he does a story in that about American Eagle, who is a fun mm. Marvel character that we haven't seen in a long time. Deep I cut. love, I love that character because of Warren Ellis's run on the Thunderbolts when he brought him in on it. It was really, really he was written really well and really fun. So oh, I never uh, know he made it onto the Thunderbolts. Uh, uh, no, cool. he didn't. He fought the Thunderbolts. Oh, he Warren, fought the Thunderbolts. Yeah. So in Warren Ellis's run, it was a bunch of um, villains that were pretending to be heroes. Oh yeah, um, they became the Dark Avengers later, but they were in the Thunderbolt Thunderbolts team later, which were they were they were villains that were used to hunt down heroes that didn't sign up to the Superhuman Registration Act. So uh, American Eagle is one of them, and of, they also he teamed up with Ali Osnick, the Steel Spider, and oh. uh, somebody else at the time to fight them, which is very interesting. But yeah, uh, Dave's from Newfoundland, uh, super cool guy, very charismatic, very funny. And, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of things about indigenous representation in comics uh, in general, Newfoundland representation in Canada. Uh, We talk about Stan Lee. We talk about. um, There's only one Newfoundland character in Marvel I can think of, and she's actually turned out to be an alien. Who is that? Marina from Alpha Flight. She's supposed to be from Newfoundland? Yeah. 
Oh, I thought she was a water person from like you know Atlanta. Yeah, from Newfoundland. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, she, uh, she marries Namor at some point, I think. Then she turns into a monster. Uh, yeah. So then we and we discuss. Um, he studied under Ty Templeton, who's a big name in Canadian comics. Um, sure. Worked with him on a, on some books. We talk about all this sort of stuff. We have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs along the way. So definitely tune in. And it's a long interview, so I broke it into two parts. Part one is this Saturday. Uh, part two, I do the episodes come out biweekly, so. Part two will be in two weeks' time. So when you guys drive off the cliff in the convertible at the end, this is the question. Cadillac. Cadillac. Cadillac, my, my, my mistake. Mm. Is this uh, the same Cadillac or two separate Cadillacs? Because I assume you guys did a, a Zoom thing, so maybe you're not in the same city right now, and you actually both had to find separate cliffs and separate Cadillacs and then, you know, try to time it well and then... Well, we actually did do that. We did it. We did. We met at the Grand Canyon, and uh, oh. we we ramped off either side, um, and and we meet in the middle. So it's a collision oh, wow. and then a fall. Yeah, it's a real. Oh, wow, a, you really got to tune in. You got to tune in. You're not going to miss this cliffhanger. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. <laughs> also, you want one of these as a T-shirt? Let us know. We'll make you one. Charge you money for it, and send it to you. Yeah, we do have to get those off the ground someday soon. I have an idea about that. I, I want to um, do a series of Magneto was right t-shirts too someday. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and yeah, and some Cyclops versus white ones for me. Yes. Um, uh, you mean yeah, Crap? You mean Captain Krakoa? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I do mean Captain Krakoa. Mm. Cyclops is cooler than Captain Krakoa, though. They didn't yes, you read the comics. That's what's going on right now. Oh yes, I, I keep up to date on the X Men. Uh, listen to my podcast. It's mine. All mine. No, it's not all mine. There's <laughs> there's some of us. There's a group of us in there on the Locutors of Trek, or it would just be Locutor of Trek, which it is not. Uh, you know, we have an episode coming up. It's in the can there. I just got to edit it on uh, the tragedy of Star Trek. Oh, and tomorrow at uh, 9.15 Atlantic time, 8.15 Eastern, you can join us for an, an edition of The Trouble with Trivia live on youtube or facebook or twitch mm-hmm. and that's our uh, fun little star trek trivia segment uh, we have a new host new trivia trivia master stepping in so Excellent. that should be fun from my cousins live long and podcast i'm stealing i'm sniping his talent now look at you yeah that's what i do you know check out his uh super mater brothers as well i love the graphic yeah, that's my cousins, Dave and Jeff. You uh, you can see the family resemblance between them. Well, we, we, and Dave me. was a guest on our show in the past. So. He was, yes, indeed, he was. And I believe that's all the plugging that needs to be done. So unless you've got anything else to say, Andre, I do not. I just got to just. I think what's best suited is one of those hilarious meme quotes of the Juggernaut. What do you got there? Spooled up. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut. Yeah, it's the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, one of Go those. <laughs> uh, yes, I do remember him saying that too, which I think is great. N- another, another Russian thing. He's got to say something in Russian, you know, when he leaves. Oh, so uh, definitely. That's the vagina. You know, and then teaches the kids Russian. That's right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Catch you next time. Ho-ho! Oh, <laughs>